podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. there, happy new year, happy new decade, all that stuff, Liverpool are on top, it's all going smashingly well, so it's time for another Res Review Audio Magazine right here on Anfield Index, where, yes, it's time to look back at December, look ahead to uh, January, and um, we'll take in everything that 2019 has encompassed, and it's been quite a year. So, with me, as always, it is my partner in crime, Mr. Guy Drinkle. How are we doing, Guy? I'm good, Andy. I'm good. How was your Christmas? It was It was pretty good, actually. It was nice nice and quiet at home. Enjoyed family time and all of that, and um, enjoyed some Reds matches and lots of fume and fury and piss boiling around the world. So, that's pretty bit. good. That's what, itself. Oh, that's what Christmas is about. It's pissing off people on Twitter. It's <laughs> 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 so, what football's about. It's what, it's what life's about nowadays. Uh, yeah, Christmas for me, it was uh, a strange one. My mum was on holiday, so pretty much did nothing. <laughs> I just uh, I just sat at home, waiting for Christmas dinner, and then nothing. <laughs> that was about it. Uh, I like it. So, Greg Guy, first things first... Um, I I can't do Freddie Mercury, but we are the champions of the world. How how does that feel? Yeah, um, we'll have to make that our uh, <laughs> intro music just for, just for this once. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I'll probably get boring if we put it on every podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't feel like special, like winning. Well, we don't know what winning the Premier League win feels like in my lifetime, but winning the Champions League, we're obviously quite rehearsed in. Uh, it do, it doesn't feel like that. I mean, it feels like a bit like a League Cup, doesn't it? It's not. It's just a nice day, and obviously it's a bit different because we don't have our fans there because it was in Qatar. Um, or not loads of fans, I should say. People who went over there, you are proper proper ultras. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just a nice title to have and. And we just don't really seem to embrace that competition in this country. I mean, maybe it's because we haven't won the Champions League in this country since Chelsea won it before us, did they? I think I'm right in saying that. And then before yeah, I have that, no idea. Yeah, that's the thing. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. It's a competition I couldn't care less about. Mm. No, I mean, the, I mean the Champions <laughs> no League. But yeah, I think, I think, I think United's the only one who's won it, won the Club World Cup. Um, from England, so it, it's good to get that. It's good to get that, but in this country, we don't really seem to take it seriously with it. Because I mean, we get we get the badge for one game, which was obviously last night in the Wolves game, and then I think we're just going to wear it for the Champions League, which is probably I don't know your way for directive or something. But yeah, it does. It, does, it seems to be like 
bottom tier, but I don't think it really should be because you have to you have to win the biggest club competition in the world to get into it. You might as well embrace it. And uh, nobody nobody traders beating Aston Villa for winning that competition, would they? Let's be honest. No, probably not now. I mean, the biggest thing for me in this is it. I think it meant something to the players. So for them, if it means something to them, then fantastic. Yeah, we get to wear that badge, which probably just annoys more people. That's probably I probably get more satisfaction from the fact that it irritates yes. other fans than than it's for me. It's it's just like yeah, it's a club version of the Confederations Cup, and it's like yeah, nobody really cares too much, but you know, hey ho. And it's just it's another thing you can say, yeah, we've done it now anyway. I've ticked it off the list. We've won it. Super duper. Um, a bit of transfer activity then, Guy. We uh, we went out and we've signed Minamino. So what do you make of that one? Because that was a little bit of a surprise, especially the price tag. Yeah. I mean, we just seem to like the odd December transfer, don't we? It started with Van Dijk. Um it's hard to judge because we've only, I assume you've only seen him in the two games against us as well, unless you watched like the Europa League last year or something like that, but uh, most people would have only watched him against us. And he, he definitely impressed. And um, his versatility and obviously the attacking player, but I think he can play midfield wing. People have earmarked him as like a, a Bobby understudy as well. So that, that that's the great thing because, albeit we... We well, we've debated depth, and I think this last month's probably shown us that we do have more depth than most. But some people would have expected. He 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 plays in a position that is probably the lightest in the squad in terms of attack. Because Shakiri's got injury issues, Origi's either amazing or awful. So if we have some more consistent backup in that spot, I mean, we can actually start resting the front three, which we'll probably talk about towards. I mean, maybe the Wolves game we can talk about, because they did look a bit tired. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a great sign and 7 mil that United didn't know about his release clause when they were linked somehow. <laughs> uh, it's, which makes it even funnier. But no, 7 mil, I mean, even if he turned out to be awful, we could probably sell him for 10 mil somewhere. So yeah, <laughs> risk it's risk-free and going off what we've seen in a few games, it's pretty much got just not unlimited but it's got a great upside if he if he performs like he did against us yeah that's it i mean we've seen him up close and personal in two games playing for salzburg and he was impressive looks a really good player obviously he can play anywhere across the front either either side uh, or can play in that number 10 role as we've seen and by all accounts he's quite adept at playing at the number 9 as well so you know it's again it's competition for Firmino. There's another thing as well as that ability to hopefully rotate the uh, the front players so we, we can keep them a little fresher because, like you said, you know, tired legs. Uh, and that's going to become a thing, obviously, once we're running in towards the end of that season. You know, the fresher we can keep people, the better. We've got plenty of options in midfield. Uh, we've now got a, an extra option for the attack. You know, it'd be nice to have a couple more options in the defence, but, you mm. know, we're, we're slowly but surely we're getting there. I mean, like you said, you know, for the price, you can't go wrong. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how he does. And, uh, hey, the last time we announced a January signing towards the end of December, it was certain Mr. Virgil van Dijk made his debut against Everton in the Cup. Mm. Um, we play <laughs> Everton in the Cup, so, you know, <clears throat> the stars are aligning and... And who knows? He, he might be. Uh, he might have a nice, successful debut and, and throw a goal in there. That that would um, just add to the fume. Why can't Why can't we just add to even more fume? So anyway, <clears throat> right. 
time for us to get on to uh, December, Paul, because we do tend to do well in, in December. Uh, lots and lots of matches to get through. And it's been a very, very successful month, Guy. Um, so we started with what turned out to be a goal of the month competition, beating Everton 5-2. I, I didn't expect anything like what we got, and it was tremendous. It, it really was, because the, Marco Silva was, well, it was pretty much earmarked to be his last game to get the derby out of the way, because they were going to lose it either way. Um, and it just turned into... A Annihilation? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it just turned into a chaotic battering, really. Like, I know they scored two goals, which is a plus for them, but they were just not in that game whatsoever. They got pretty much a fluky goal from Keane. Um, Richarlison did all right for his and all. It just, a couple lapses in concentration, but other than that, we just absolutely smashed them. And it just shows, I, I don't know what the points gap is. I imagine it's in like the triple figures by now. Um, but it's. I it, think you'd actually survive relegation with the points difference. <laughs> uh, probably be second place in the bloody league. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, we, we absolutely smashed them. And the best thing about this, Andy, we just talked about depth for a sec there. This was a much changed team, wasn't it? And, uh, I mean, Origi just... I mean, if we could just, like, get him a VR headset and just put Everton in front of him every game, he'd, he'd score 100 goals a season. <laughs> Everton or Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just loves it. <laughs> yeah, just and the thing about the game as well, though, is just so many good goals. It should be illegal to score that many bangers in one game. It, it really should, and I don't even, the weirder figures, I don't even, I'm not even sure if the, one of, one of them has won goal of the month for me, which uh, says a lot about the, the, what, what a month we've had. Oh, mm. that'll be interesting when we mm. get there then. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so anyway, obviously that, that was kept as well on track and we enjoyed that. The, as you mentioned, you know, a few changes to the team, bit of rotation, uh, comfortably dispatched them. Back to, uh, back to what we expected against Bournemouth and, also more of what we expected in terms of the scoreline because this was a very, very comfortable 3-0 victory. Yeah, it really was. Um, it, it really it really was. And um, if I remember correctly, because we have a million games this month, people, I can't remember every detail. I remember we weren't we struggling for a bit and then, I'm not saying Lovren was holding us back, but Trent didn't start, did he? Um, and then... Lovren got injured because it was like his seventh game in a row, which always means he gets injured. Oh no, he got injured against Everton, didn't he, or something like that, and then started surprisingly against um, against Bomb. But anyway, and I might have been Salzburg the way around. But this is this is where Trent came on, and the game just completely transformed, wasn't it? And I mean, there's probably two stories to take from from this game: is Gomez back at centre back, and the re-emergence of Naby Keita, and Spoilers, they're going to be mentioned later on, people. <laughs> uh, but th- this was as comfortable as you'd expect. Uh, a somewhat injury-hit Bournemouth team who we like playing against anyway, even if they're at full strength. And we just pretty much, after a couple injuries, I think Aki got injured for them as well, which is obviously a big blow, we just kind of turned turned it on for a little bit and, and smashed them. But as I mentioned, the, the takeaway from me was Naby Keita and Gomez back at centre-back. 
Yeah, no, but Navi was fantastic, and and not for the only time this month. It's got to be said. So next up, midweek, uh, we were travelling away to Salzburg, and <clears throat> it was kind of win or bust. You know, we we had to come away with something in order to make sure we qualified for the next stage of the Champions League, which was perhaps a little bit more uncomfortable than what we we wanted as fans. Mm. But this team seems to thrive on it. And, you know, we all were slightly concerned at taking on Salzburg, who'd looked so dangerous and obviously had to go for it. But in the end, this was um, th- th- this was a really, I don't want to say professional, is it, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but a really professional performance. And I've got to admit, I, I didn't see a 2 0 win coming here. I-, I-, I did think we'd concede against them. Yeah. Uh, this this was the game Lovren got uh, properly injured, I should say. But no, I, I was the exact same as you. I was expecting like 4 3, 3 all, 10 5, something like that. Um, it, it's, it just turned out professional is the right word that you mentioned there. It was, dare I say, raffer esque, if we use an old Liverpool cliche. It, it was just one of them away days where I can't really remember them having much. Um, I can't remember having any heart attacks in this one. Um, unless I'm completely oblivious, oblivious to something, but no, it was, it was really professional. I mean, Mo Salah. It's probably the story of the season. He was missing sitters. That's what I remember. And then all of a sudden, he did that. He he scored a goal yeah. that should not have happened. <laughs> um, yeah, he somehow scored yeah. a goal from virtually the corner flag mm, with his wrong, you know, foot. like one centimeter from the touchline, but curls it in. It's like mm. it's impossible. He defied the laws of physics with that finish. Yeah, it wasn't even with his left foot. It was he was bending it away from the goal somehow. It was uh yeah. I it, 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 that was a mesmerizing goal. But no, it was I mean, I think we just showed levels in that game. Like I, we I don't know if we just take the foot off the gas in, in the group stage and then as soon as we need to win we just go Oh yeah, we're Liverpool. <laughs> it, it just seems it just seems to be one of them to me. It's just a, a, a perfect a European display, I think. Yeah, and that's us through to the next stages, where we will play uh, Atletico Madrid. Mm. Um, so, so what about that one then, Atletico in the next round to the of the Champions League? Uh, you know, it's come up a lot of times, being mentioned. You yep. know, as a team that we've not faced, and um, you know, we're, it's always seen as the kind of team that would cause us a lot of trouble. Um, how do you feel about that one? Well, you obviously host the uh, Champions League podcast, and I, I tend to record yeah. them. I tend to record them, and I've been on one as well. I think everyone has mentioned we don't want to play Atletico Madrid, <laughs> um, and it's finally happened. I think it's the first time since that Europa League semi-final, and the, I think it was Rafa's last season. Um, it, it's not what it could have been a, a couple of years ago. Maybe two years ago would have been the peak. Um, but it, it's going to be certainly damn interesting because we're obviously a force of nature and um, Atletico Madrid, I mean, it already looks like they might be getting Cavani, whether that's in the summer or hopefully not in January for our sake. But if they get someone like that, it might make it even more interesting. Um, but it's the team we wanted to avoid and it really wouldn't surprise me if... Oh God, I don't want to say this. It wouldn't surprise me if if the winner of this one goes deep into the competition. If you see what I'm saying, <laughs> I don't mm. want to, don't want to jinx anything. But um, yeah, I think they, this. I think this probably be our biggest test if we are to get into the 
semi-finals and final again. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's certainly going to be a difficult one. Uh, but like you, I, I'd prefer to be playing them now than than perhaps two mm. to three years ago mm-hmm. when they were really at their at their probably at their peak. So it's certainly going to be interesting an interesting test for us, and we'll see how that one goes. But uh, anyway, so back into December's games. We're into the middle of the month now. Um, we played Watford at home. Uh, it finished two nil. Now, Watford obviously had uh, Nigel Pearson in charge now, much more organised, more aggressive, uh, different proposition to what they had been uh, up to that point in the season. And they missed a couple of absolute sitters, as in they just missed the ball. Yep. They kicked fresh air, kind of let us off it a little bit, because this wasn't a great performance from us. No, I mean, this may be part from the Club World Cup aside, but that's different. This was probably our... Either this or last night against Wolves. It's probably our two toughest games of the month. Um, and Watford, I think it was, I think it's fair to say nobody expected them to be, maybe in the, maybe in a relegation battle, but they were like rock bottom at this time. And I don't think anyone would have expected like Nigel Pearson to be in charge of the state, uh, part of the season. But I mean, on the evidence of that, and I think he's got on to have a couple more good results as well. I don't think Watford have any real business being in the relegations, or to be honest, because maybe they didn't deserve to beat us, but they certainly deserved a draw, at the very least, out of that game. Because I think Sar Sa missed a sitter, and maybe two sitters, and someone else did as well. Um, that was probably one of our toughest games of the season, to be honest, and ultimately, I think this is one of the games Salah shined in, um, if I remember correctly. Um but Watford, if they if they play like that in the rest of the season, I think they'll probably pull off another miracle. Nigel Pearson will probably pick up another miracle um, relegation survival story. But I don't think they have any business down there anyway going off this result. But yeah, I, I even tweeted about it afterward. I think Sarah is our next relegation by following up from Vinealdo and Robbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's becoming a bit of an interesting player. But yeah, they. I mean, they're slowly but surely climbing up the league now. And, and I think that was evident in that game that they would certainly uh, be okay <clears throat> because, yeah, they, they certainly made it difficult for us. Much different proposition, like I said, to to what had come before it. But not to worry. Um, so next up, we sent some um, children to play Aston Villa <laughs> and they got trounced. Um, but we'll talk about in the, that in the academy section because obviously we didn't actually have a team out. We just... You know, went to a local school and said, can we borrow a classroom of children, please? We'll put shirts on them and, you know, they can play Aston Villa. So uh, they they did well, but we'll get to that anyway. Anyway, so the next match for the actual Liverpool team was um, in the Club World Cup. So went over to Qatar and we, well, we, I guess we made it difficult for ourselves. We overcame in Monterey just 2-1. Bobby Firmino having a little bit of a spell. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was probably a criticism. I think we even talked about on, on last month's show about him maybe needing a rest because he didn't have pre-season uh, break and stuff like that. But um, these last few games, he's kind of turned that around and hopefully he sticks with that. But um, no, th- th- this game was a bit of a struggle, wasn't it? I think we we were quite, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't even know if you watched it, Andy, if you'll be asked. Um, but we, I think we were playing well in the fir- for the first part and then they got a goal and it just turned into an absolute 
just turned into a bit of a mess, really. And I think we um, subbed on some people and eventually just went up a couple of levels. I think we had, like, Henderson playing at centre. We don't have any injuries, but we've got Henderson. Mem- remember, Andy, Liverpool don't have any injuries. We've just had... We, we were one game away from Adam Lallana playing centre-back. Don't, don't, don't you for... Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, oh God! Um, but well, no. why do we even need to worry about it? Because no. the whole thing's a conspiracy for us to win anyway. I mean, we, so you know, we could have Lovren and Skirtle back at centre back. Val would just win it for us. <laughs> uh, but no, no th- this can't go that far. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, but um, no, th- this game was a struggle, and so so was the next one. I mean, it wasn't the prettiest of tournaments. Um, I'm just going to kind of throw the Flamengo game in because that was awful, and VAR and that referee should. Um, Never do that again. But um yeah, what yeah, is it? That referee should definitely stick to um what five aside matches, local five aside matches because um <laughs> tennis. <laughs> he's not he's not a pre- he's well this is a thing. Look, he's not at professional football level. He really wasn't. No, he was awful in the final. And I mean tinfoil hat time, I think the um decision at the end was it Firmino scored and it got overruled I can't even bloody remember I just remember the uh, the nonsense around it um Jesus should have been a well oh no it was meant to be a, a penalty it was wasn't, Mane, it? wasn't it yeah it was meant to be a penalty yeah that was it that was it <coughs> yeah initially gave uh, yeah. a penalty and it should have been a free kick and a red card yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it was it was yeah. just to see outside <clears throat> okay free kick that's the second yellow the least mm-hmm. <clears throat> not straight red mm-hmm off he goes, but no, somehow, uh, somehow, he reverses it, and it's a drop <laughs> ball. And <clears throat> for for the life of me, I, I just, I could not get my head around it at all. I could not get my head around hey. it. <clears throat> it was embarrassing. Shall we move on? Because we don't want to do the whole VAR thing. We'll turn it into Danny Murphy soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment. Of a performance from uh, from a match official, and perhaps even more embarrassing is that they actually had FIFA referee patches on their sh- shirts. So I don't know if they just sell them <laughs> out in Qatar, and he picked them up from a local sports shop. I have no idea, but uh, hey, yo, you know that's it. We we squeezed past Monterey, we squeezed squeezed past Flamengo, we got to lift the trophy, and everybody's kind of happy about that. If you're of the Liverpool persuasion, of course. Mm. So, anyway, back to the Premier League then. Boxing Day. On paper, it was going to be a very, very tough game away from home at Leicester City, second place in the league. But little did we know, Guy, Man City had softened them up for us. Because (laughs) um, every team that we play, Man City have obviously played them the week before and softened them up for us, which is, I mean, it's very nice of them. Um, but we absolutely trounced them. And the thing is, Leicester against us and City this season just look a different team. Like, you know, tactically, they're, they're not set up to hurt us. Mm. You know, they hurt all the other teams, but they just don't have an answer for us. Uh, and this this really was a complete performance with, that included one of the most impressive performances from a right-back of any age, let, let alone one that's only, what, 20, 21-year-old. This was a tremendous 4-0 win, and it, and in all honesty, Leicester could not have complained if it had been 8-0. No, no, they really couldn't. I mean... <sighs> even though Casper even though Schmeichel did, 
but hey oh. Oh yeah, he did die, yeah. They they were properly in that game with their zero shots on target when it was only one nil, Andy. <laughs> but uh, no, th- this was our best performance of the season, I think. I think probably this between this and Man City. Um but Man City are an actual threat to us. Um I think you're dead on there. I think Leicester's probably been two of our Well, if you if you're if you if you're a Leicester fan You'd have to say disappointing because I know the first game was tight and it was 2-1, but we absolutely tonked them that day and somehow still ended up having vagged. It was a favour, obviously. Um, but we tonked them and then this game was what the last game should have been. And Leicester have been quite embarrassing against us this season. I'm not, I'm not even being harsh there. They were terrible. And I think that's probably... I think that's why some of the Brendan Rodgers sceptics, like probably myself, and I imagine you as well, Andy, I think that's the difference between someone like Brendan Rodgers and a Klopp and a Guardiola. And I think there was even a game, I think Newcastle, where obviously Rafa just absolutely schooled them last season. I think that's probably the difference between Bren, uh, between Rodgers and um, the top-tier managers. I think tactically, just not to their level. But no, to any, not, not to get bored and just... Uh, rip on Brendan because why not um, but th- this game and Trent Alexander-Arnold's performance in particular was just special and I can't believe that like every Liverpool fan loves Trent Alexander-Arnold I mean some people go over the top on his defensive criticism and stuff like that but there's people comparing Aaron Wan-Bissaka to him and Reese James to him this kid should be compared to Kevin De Bruyne and only he's Second race right backs in the league. It like this kid. I say kid. <laughs> he's like the best right back in the bloody world. He, he he genuinely should be in the same conversation as someone like Kevin De Bruyne, and that's how good he is. And he's twenty one. That is a scary thought. Yeah, I mean he's doing De Bruyne stuff, but he's doing it from right back. <clears throat> it is very very impressive, and. I, I mean, look, it, it's it's not a knock on those other, you know, fullbacks that you mentioned. <laughs> no, because I, 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 in fairness, you know, it's not that they're bad because they're not. They're good and they're promising. But this lad, this is, I said it yesterday on the Nina Kalza show, for me, this is a generational talent. And, and that's a little bit different. You know, you can be very good in your position. You can be a really good player. But some players are just in that absolute elite level. And this, this lad, you know, that, that we are blessed to have and to have come through the ranks and has progressed in such, uh, such a speed. I mean, it's frightening the way he's progressed. And, and it, like you say, you know, his defensive side of it is improving. You can see it, you know, month on month. Is the the level of progression in terms of reading the play, anticipation, positioning? It's getting better. There are still issues there, no doubt about it. There are still issues, but I have no doubt that he will overcome them. And by the t- time he's twenty four, twenty five, he'll be solid as a rock defensively, and even more exceptional on the ball. I mean, you know, you think back to Ashley Cole. He's now regarded as probably the best ever. English left back and one of the best left backs of his generation mm. and the first few years of his career all that people would talk about was his defensive defensive vulnerabilities and then by the end of his career <clears throat> not only could 
he provides, you know, such an such an attacking threat. But he was a really good defender as well. You know, he he gave defensive masterclasses. Uh, by the time he got into his mid to late twenties, so you know, and and I think Trent is going to be a level above that. So yeah, we have a fantastic talent here, and he he really was tremendous. And and it was just again, even more VAR humor in this one, <clears throat> which is which is a weird one because. The penalty was rightly given for a clear handball. He leaned towards it, stuck his arm out, it hit his hand, and they said, oh, he's taking his arm away. He tried to move his arm out of the way after it had already <laughs> struck him on the arm. That doesn't really count. It was a handball. Uh, and for Kasper Schmeichel to say, you know, they were right in the game until the referee decided he wanted to be a hero is utter nonsense, and I hope it costs him money because it should do. Um, we we schooled them. We thrashed them. And the scoreline was flattering to them. So there you go. Anyway, ending the month then, Guy. Um, just three days after we've uh, beaten Leicester so convincingly, uh, but just just under 48 hours after Wolves had impressively come back to beat Man City, we hosted Wolves. Um, I, I said post-match, I felt this was two very tired teams um, kind of slugging it out. And and I was impressed by the freshness of Wolves and the and the effort and the fight and everything else that they give. But we just to say came out on top one nil. But it could easily have been a draw. And then if anything, Wolves really deserved a draw. Yeah, I mentioned it in the Watford um, discussion as well. This and the Wolves, that and the Wolves game, I should say, were the two toughest games of the uh, of the, this month, and if not the season so far. Um, Wolves last night, I mean, maybe it was the different strategies. They obviously rotated quite a bit more, especially in the forward lines, whereas we kept the exact same apart from Nabi to Lalana, I think it was. Um, and you could tell we, we looked tired, but we started like the first 25 minutes. We should have probably scored. I mean, Salah should have definitely scored. Um... And we just didn't really take them, and then all of a sudden it just turned into a proper dead game. Um, and then then the controversy started. With well, I say controversy. Our our goal has no controversy about it, other than Richard Keyes being a gimp. Um, but yeah, our goal was fine, and then the the whole ugh, gammon. The yeah. stuff. Don't, let's not get into it. But yeah, it, it, there's a there's a thing to be had, but. We've got a lot to talk about, and it'll take up another half an hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, but well, well, just on, I mean, a couple of things is like on the goal that we scored. Really speaking, I, I don't think Anthony Taylor should have ruled it out in the first place because it looked more chest and it was actually shoulder. But but VAR came in and did what it's supposed to be there for and correctly allowed the goal. And forget about that absolute nonsense from Richard yeah. Keyes because that ball did not touch Virgil van Dijk's arm at all. Nowhere near touched his arm. And if you watch the video, you can quite clearly see it doesn't touch his arm. Mm. But in terms of the Wolves, where do you stand on that one? Because I, I said at the time, and I still I still stick by it, that you know the whole thing with a pixel, I, I don't think it's accurate enough. And for me, they look level, so... Level is on side, and that goal really should have really should have stood. It probably should have. I think, obviously, in in this weekend in particular, I think there was like three or four more incidents as well. 
And th- this one was probably one of the most clear ones. And yes, I think most people would say if it went in, like you can forgive technology and all that because it looks like there's a pixel of a boot maybe slightly out of the range of, I think it's Rob who's marking him shoulder, isn't it? But it, it, I think you have to say it's inconclusive. So I think the way the rules are at the minute, I'm not blaming VAR as a technology. You have to blame the rules, don't you? Because that that's what that's what it's there for. They have they have to, um, yeah, they have know, to enforce I, I the rules. Maybe they maybe they could invest in better technology than 1993 Super Nintendo graphics. It's true. But, it's true. But I mean, they've obviously rushed this in because they're idiots and thought, oh, we'll make our own version of VAR rather than. Use, yeah. the, use the European blueprint that's been going, what, three, four, five years? Yeah, <laughs> Let's make our own. Premier League's got to lead its own light and stuff like that. But no, it's, um, I think they've got to change the route. I didn't like, I don't like Suness's, um, suggestion of flipping it around where you have to be a little bit, you have to be all off, like all of your buddy have to be offside. No, no, no. The, I, For like me, he, no. He said, he said, that would lead to more goals. But I think it would just lead to more teams playing like Tony Pulis and just putting like all in the back line. So you, yeah, like, I, you, yeah. It would just lead to more controversy. There's nothing wrong for me. There's nothing wrong with the actual offside law, as such. Maybe some of the wording of it can change. I, it's I, just, yeah. I think they've just got to give more with, leeway in terms of the technology limitations. Yeah, just to find a way of just saying, you know, you know what? When it's getting that close, we deem them level, and we'll go with mm-hmm. it being onside. You know, because of the margin and er- of error and everything like that. But yeah, like you say, you know, you put idiots in charge, and this is what you get. Well, you mentioned Anthony uh, Taylor at the start of that piece. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it all boils back to the guy who's in charge of the PGMOL, and he was an awful, awful referee. Oh, the corrupt referee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, anyway, look, I-, I felt that that goal should have stood. I'm happy that it didn't. Because here we are, here we are with another one 0 win. So it finishes the month off very nicely. We finish the month, uh, we finish the year, we finish the decade off. Thirteen points clear in the Premier League race. Um, it, it is looking very, very positive for us, guy. No, we're still we're still not favourites, Andy. I'm not saying it. <laughs> Man, it's Man City. I know it's, we don't. It's, it's Man City's to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so look, that that's all of December's action. I know there's like a plethora of games in there. So lots of stuff for us to still to get through. So um we we are gonna have like a twenty nineteen awards as well, but we'll we'll get we'll get December's done first. So who was your December player of the month? Um I know who you're gonna say, so I'm gonna say the other one. I'm going to go Nabi Kater because he I think he's just him and the person you're about to mention, who were kind of spoiled earlier on, I think he's just kind of transformed, transformed one part of our our team, and that's the midfield. So Naby Keita, for me, he's just added, well, he's added goals to the midfield, which was kind of a criticism at the start of the season and last season. Um, he's added a level of control as well. He's brought, I think he's brought out the best in Henderson. I think Henderson, maybe not, in terms of the, the the two we're going to mention, maybe someone like Mane as well, but I think Henderson's up here for once, and deservedly so. Um, he's improved, especially with Naby on the pitch. I think them two have built up a great relationship. Maybe them two and Fabinho can be um, the exceptional trio, the midfield we can settle on. Um, 
probably just from in my opinion. So Naby for me is just he's added goals, he's added control, he's added excitement. He's he's brought the best in more Salah as well. I, I should mention that as well. Um, when the when them two have played together, so yeah, Naby Kerr for me is just added to everything as well. And I know the defensive records improvement. Maybe it's due to the bloke you're about to mention, but maybe Naby's helped in that regard as well. Yeah, I, I Naby was going to be my honourable mention. I think he's whenever he's been involved this month, he's been very, very good and he's really helped and the goals and everything else that you say, you know, the contribution is there to see. But I am going to uh, opt for Joe Gomez. I think, as you mentioned, you know, <clears throat> he started a game at right back, had to transition during that game because of the injury to Lovren to centre back and that was it. Suddenly we got the Joe Gomez back that we saw last year and and it's a delight to have him back because... Uh, He's a terrific talent, and and since he's been back there, I, I think it's fair to say again, similar to early last season, he's been the better of the two centre backs, and that's no mean feat when the guy next to you is the finest centre back in the world. So it's not like I'm going to give my December. Well. Yeah, it's not like Van yeah. Dijk well, that's bad. it. No, mm. no, absolutely not. But um, yeah, my December player of the month goes to to Joe Gomez. So uh, now we cater and Joe Gomez get our awards. This is a more difficult one now, though. Guy, um, goals of the month. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Because, like, <laughs> I couldn't even put some out on Twitter because we'd have to have qualifier sections. There's so many good ones. Um, what are you going to go for? I, can you even narrow it down to one? I have, and it's more Salah's insane angle goal. We we see. <laughs> Like the, the 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 Everton ones, I mean, they were lovely and stuff like that. But we see we see like stuff like that. Not every week, but we've seen stuff like that. I mean, I know Origi scored one against, I think it was Sunderland or Bournemouth a couple of years ago. But this one was so much better. I mean, on his wrong foot going away from goal, and he does he does that in a a game against where we have to win. It was just oh, it was dirty. It was dirty. Eighteen rated that. That was that was a. That was a naughty goal, that one by Salah. So yeah, Salah against Salzburg. It's just, I think it's got to be that one because it's so unique. Yeah, well, it, it was the impossible goal. I, I, in t- talking of dirty goals, there's the uh, the Naby Keita one against Bournemouth with a little drag back mm. uh, assist from Mo Salah, and he just takes the touch and then flicks it outside of his boot. That that, that was filthy. As was the um, the Henderson long ball through and an ox on the volley finish. <clears throat> that that mm. itself, that was another cracking goal. But I'm going to have to stick with the Everton game. And yeah, you could take your pick because, my God, there were some good goals in there. <clears throat> Origi's first one, that the, the unbelievable pass from Mane. That uh, you oh, know, forgot about that. Similar oh. stuff again for Shakiri's goal. The pass, the finish, the the Mane finish in that Everton game as well. Oh, but I have to, I have to go for the Origi goal, where Lovren hits it over the top. That touch and how quickly he adjusts his body and nonchalantly uses it his instep to. I know it was only little arms, T Rex. Pickford in goal, but is it a lob if it's Pickford? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is easier. It's like I suppose it's like lobbing a deck chair, but it was it was just such a sumptuous finish. I thought that 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 goal, oh my word! I just stood up and applauded. It was beautiful, a thing of beauty. So that's my 
my uh, goal of the month. I can't argue with it, Andy. I can't argue with it. I mean, filthy pass, well, the touch, and I mean, if that was any other team, well, maybe Barcelona, as you mentioned earlier, he, he puts that in the stand. <laughs> 100% puts that in the stand. It's just because it's Everton. So, this is a little bit more difficult now, though. Who is your Liverpool player of 2019? So, across this calendar year, who is the player that you think stands out just ahead of all his compatriots? And and I say tough one because there has been so many great performances. There really has, but I think it has to be Sadio Mane. I think this year he's just... He's just gone up a level that I don't think, I didn't think he had in him. I think he's kind of, I think it was Dave on Raw last night, or might have been another podcast, that said, talking about his development, like when he first came in, he was just, he was there to in, in, introduce pace to our team, which was obviously missing. And then the next year we brought Salah in and he turned into a creator. And I think now he's brought everything together. I know he's a goal scoring freak. He's a clutch player. He does everything. And now I think in 2019, when he when his finishing just went off the charts, like le- better than Messi levels, finishing for a period. I think it, it he's just me. He's just been the player. I think it's. I think I didn't even think this was a tough decision. I think it's Mane quite comfortably. Really, I think he's carried some of Salah's slack. I think he's definitely carried some of Bobby's slack in the goal scoring. Um. In form and just the big moments he's had, like the Champions League run, scoring huge goals, Premier League scoring huge goals, just just Mane is an absolute freak this year. I think that's a very very fair shout, <clears throat> and I had I thought about it more, I probably would have been inclined to go with that because yeah, that is you bang on. He has become like the main man. He he has he really has developed. It. He's been tremendous. But I'm going to be a little more hipster, and I'm going to say Fabinho just because I, I think the difference he's made now he's settled into the team, mm. what he's brought to that midfield. I just think he's become one of our most important players, and and we miss him when he's not there. The aggression, mm. the tackles that turn in, you know, he makes passes from tackles. I, I love that. <laughs> I do. Uh, I love that. I miss <laughs> yeah, the tackles and. And that goal against City as well was just kind of like the cherry on the icing on top of the cake. It was, ah, oh, it just, I, I think he's been fantastic and we've missed him since he's been out. So, um, I, I feel bad for not saying Mane, but I, I'm going to go for, uh, for Fabinho for 2019 mm. for me. No, I, he really deserves recognition. I think the only, probably the only reason I didn't consider him is because he's, what, missed. Uh, two months now, month and a half, something like that. <laughs> so many games, it feels longer. He's probably been out like two weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ten uh, games. Over yes, the last week. Exactly. Uh, but no, I think it, if there's a second place there, I think Fabinho's definitely in a shout with me. But yeah, Fabinho, when he we can get better than this, Andy. We're missing our best midfielder. <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is nice. Look, anyone listening, if you don't agree with us, just let us know. Please send in your suggestions, who you thought was um, the player of 2019. And uh, tell us, what was your goal of 2019? Because um, Guy will do this differently. I'll tell you what mine was. Mine mm. was Cornet and Quickly Origi. 
I love that goal for so many different reasons, uh, not least of what it meant in the in the uh, context of the match. That is a great shout, but I know what the next question is. So I've kind of saved that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, for me, um, I've gone for Salah against Chelsea, which I believe was 2019, unless I'm being stupid, where he obviously cuts in and just thunderbusters. If it's 2018, just whack a nine on, because I can't think of another one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I went, I've gone for Salah because that was just... It's not what you expect from Salah. Like, Salah, you expect him, like, to skin five people and score. But to do that, it was just like, oh, my. Hello. Um, so, yeah, I've got, I'll go for that one. But, no, um, I know what the next question is, so I might just repeat what you said in a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Here's your chance, then. What was your moment of 2019? Uh, and this is a thing. There have been so many fantastic moments uh, throughout throughout this calendar year. They re- they really really have. Uh, Klopp hugging Adama Traore. <laughs> <laughs> none of this. We're M- not going there, <laughs> none, none of this Mbappe stuff. Right. Um, seriously, it, it, yeah, it's what you said in the goal. It's. Um, I'll expand it to the Barcelona game. I know the final is where you pick it up and stuff, but the, all the emotion, like the final was awful. It was an awful game, but obviously that's a great moment. But coming back against Barcelona, who have the best player in the history of football, and making like, like we came out later on, we made Jordi Alba cry and stuff like that, just adds to it every time you see it. <laughs> it's brilliant. But uh, corner taken quickly, Origi is, oh, it, it, it's, it's historic, it's miraculous stuff. It is. It, it, that semi-final was just, it was just one of the best moments of my life, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's hard to put that, that game into words. It really is. I've, I've gone back and watched the highlights of that game as much as probably any, maybe as much as the, uh, the 2005, Champions mm. League final in Istanbul, yeah. and and there's just something there's something about that. It's such a Liverpool game. It it it, it meshes into our history just perfectly. It really really does. Um, I'm I'm going to be a bit boring, old guy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say for me <clears throat> that lifting of the trophy, the Champions League trophy boring. for me. <laughs> I know it's a bit boring, but it was just like. That that was that was it. I think you know, just in terms of, you know, we we knew we could do it. We knew we could get there, uh, and and it was almost like that. That was what set us on this. You know, we, we've done that. We've brought. We've got that monkey off our back. We've broken our duck. We're we're, we're winning trophies now. We're a, we're a trophy winning team, and and I think that's it. Now we are going to continue to win more trophies, and so. Yeah, just seeing us lift that trophy, oh, that that's that done it for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was after such a boring game <laughs> as well. We took the lead straight away, and then Origi does a funny in the last minute. Uh, 
the aftermath that's, was... That's an underrated goal as well. Oh, it was, especially that he was awful. He was literally zero out of ten in that game. <laughs> as soon as he came on, he gave the ball away about ten times and then does that. Was, he does summed Origi up perfectly. I love I love that block. He needs a statue. Like, right right outside Goodison. Um, yeah, it, uh, the aftermath, it was just... It was brilliant. Like, oh, all of them. Klopp. Klopp was just being Klopp to his max. I mean, me and you went to the parade, didn't we? It was, yeah. It, that you kind of add all that stuff into it. Well, it was the day before, the day after, wasn't it? It was you kind of had that as the event. Yeah. It was just put like me and you. You you drove, you drove me. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Three hours there with, with your kids it, to see them for like two minutes. Worth it. We yeah. we do the absolutely same. worth we, it. We we do the yeah. same tomorrow, won't we? Two right would yeah. It was unforgettable. Yeah, we drove like yeah two and a half to three hours just for what well, yeah. <clears throat> they they came past we yeah we seen them for five to ten minutes at the most and it was worth it, worth every single bit of it. Tremendous. Oh dear me, <clears throat> welling up now. So that's that's our that's our December stuff and our calendar year stuff all the way then, guy. How about a quick uh, update on the fantasy? Yeah, we'll do fantasy first. This will really be quick because we have a lot of talking to do. <laughs> right, contributors. It is Ollie Hansen. Well done. It's <laughs> your top. Um, I told you it'd be quick. Then the public league is Phil Savory, the Spice Boy. Good name. Um, who is top, which I believe. Ooh, I can't remember. That name does not ring a bell. Someone must be bottling the league again. Yeah. Yeah, but well done, Phil. You're top if you're listening to this. Hello. Um, so well done to you. Um, but yeah, that's the fantasy in terms of players, Andy. Maybe Kate is starting to become an option now, but other than that, you know who to get. Get Trent, get someone out the front free, maybe gamble on Nabby. But other than that, yeah, just, just, uh, yeah, just probably don't listen to me because I keep getting worse every week. How, 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 <laughs> One of my sons has got Trent in his team, so yeah. That after the Leicester game, he he quite gleefully told me he got twenty four points from him. So <laughs> I had Trent as well. That was what done a good week actually. How how is your cursing going? <clears throat> it's working all right actually. Yeah, I mean Aguero got injured, didn't he? So perfect. I'm on to uh, Harry Kane, and yeah, I keep mixing and matching between them. So do, do, do you re- do you really need to curse Harry Kane? <laughs> He's just bad. Well, it's, I've got Harry Kane in there. I've I've got Edison in there as well. He got sent off for their conceding mm. goals. So yeah, it's going great at the moment. It's going really well. Apart from my actual score is not so great, but yeah, you know, I, I'm sacrificing myself for the cause. That's obviously Absolutely. why we're actually winning the league. Oh God, yeah, we we should get. I mean, it's only fair to point out. We we deserve medals though. Like if anyone leaves in January, we're dibs in their medals. <laughs> oh dear. But uh, yeah, that that's all I'll do for fantasy. Um, I'll quickly nip through the academy stuff. Um, if I wasn't on the uh, first team page, where am I? I'm lo- I'm lost in, in tabs, people. Yeah, uh, in terms of the academy though, I mean, I, I guess the main thing was the Aston Villa game, and yeah, they yeah. they lost five nil, but. You know, some of the things that came out of it in terms of the lot of praise on the performance and their confidence and assurance on the ball, the way they were passing, moving it, um, you know, creating opportunities, um, more possession than, you know, an experienced set of Premier League footballers. So, you know, and a lot of, a lot to come from 
a lot of talk about uh, Harvey Elliott again. So, you know, uh, I know that the, the scoreline doesn't necessarily reflect mm-hmm. it, but, um, you know, some positives to come out there for the youngsters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first, I can't remember when we first conceded. Uh, let me get the match summary up. We conceded on the 14th minute, but I mean, even till it was probably two, even like the first 20 minutes, I mean, we were 2-0 down, but we were probably the better team. Um, have yellow, it's the right, rightful standout. I mean, that, that kid, if he isn't something special, something's gone wrong there. Cause like at, at his age now, would you, would you be scared for him in a Premier League game? Like on the evidence you've seen so far, I would not give a toss. No, I, I certainly wouldn't be worried, and I do think we might see him a couple of times before the end of the season, and probably see him even more so next year. Oh God, I yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it just speaks to the disdain Klopp has for this competition, where he wouldn't even let Curtis Jones and Nico Williams play in this one. <laughs> um, but no, I think. Elliot was a standout. Herbie Kane, one of the more experienced ones. Um, he he did quite well. Probably should have had a goal, maybe even two. Um, and Kiana Hoover, who's not a forgotten man, but he seems to have. I think he's been away on international duty a couple of times, and obviously the Dutch and, um, youngsters more, more, they like, always go deep in in uh, competitions. Um, if I can get my bloody words out there. Um, but yeah, Hoover. He he looked again. He. Maybe ready for more higher up minutes. Maybe a loan's probably more suitable for him. Um, because I mean, he's a right back and Trent is Trent. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, th- them two are probably the standout. Herbie Kane, as I mentioned, did well, but he, he's a, a bit older, so he might, he probably has a future away from the club, whereas the other two, I think, their future should and probably will be at Liverpool. Yeah, uh, just on a, a quick plug on there. I've got an article that's just come out today as we record this on Curtis Jones and um, my suggestion for for him on a loan deal to uh, to go to the Bundesliga for mm. for the rest of the season just on loan to gain some experience and and the benefits that could be there mutual benefits for for the player for us and for the Bundesliga club as as well so uh, that's out there please do check that one out um any any notable results in there. In the academy, then, guy, over the past month before we we move on to the either or game. Um, I think I'm on the under twenty three here, Andy. Yes, I am. Uh, the beat PSG in the uh international cup. It's called um three two. I'm sure everyone knows the prestige of PSG's academy and stuff like that. The, I think a couple have gone over into the Bundesliga, like I think Genkuku at Leipzig, isn't he, or something like that. Kim Pembe yeah. plays for them. Um, so yeah, they've got a quite a respected um uh, academy so that's quite a big result not too much else in the under 23s there let me just have a look at the under 18s uh we beat salzburg 3-2 considering i mean salzburg i know they like pluck talents from all over the place but i imagine their academy's quite um yeah uh, they they've got they've well. got two or three young guys mm. that, uh, there's a couple of them um one of uh, one of them i believe is called Koita. Mm. they they have been lined up for much bigger things, and um, and in fact, you know, as as <laughs> as their players have been picked off, you know, we've got Minamino, um, Haaland's gone to Borussia Dortmund, mm. and and I'm sure Huang, um, he's been linked with a move to Wolves. He'll yeah. be on his way, but they've already got uh, plenty in in their academy. Um, lads called Daka and Koita. Um, apparently, uh, you know, the next ones to replace them, and they've got more besides behind them. So, um, 
yeah, it, it probably no mean feat to get in the better of Salzburg because they do have a tremendous scouting network. Yeah, I can, I can bloody imagine. I mean, but when we were linked with like Minamino and stuff, people were like saying, why don't we just get the scouts? <laughs> it probably doesn't make sense, really. But no, I think the we seem to impress in, in these international in competitions rather than the league stuff. But I think we, uh, we've had a few injuries at both these levels. Um, and yeah, and we've had some youngsters with us in the first team. I think Jones, Elliot and Williams have been... Um, in the last couple of Premier League squads, haven't they? Um, so, yeah, yeah. A, a yeah big, big results, yeah. yeah. Good size. Right, are you ready for a special either-or game? Yes, that's why I'm here. <laughs> now, because it is the end of another decade, and we're obviously we're going into January, I thought, let's merge the two things together. Let's have a January transfer window signings of the past decade either-or game. Okay. Yes. So I will give you the first one is Maxi Rodriguez oh, or Andy Carroll. Oh, Maxi Rodriguez. Oh, you said that so quickly. I, I, <laughs> I thought you'd have had to deliver <laughs> it on that. No. <laughs> Maxi okay. Rodriguez was class. <laughs> okay, then. Maxi Rodriguez or Luis Suarez. Oh, that's just being mean to Maxi. It's got to be Suarez. That, that block was a freak. Yeah. Luis Suarez or Daniel Sturridge? Oh, I hate you, Andy. Um, no, what, screw it. I'm going to Sturridge. He stayed around. He wasn't a prick. Yeah. Sturridge. And we, we love that guy. Yeah. What about the guy they were saying signed the same window as him then? So Daniel Sturridge or Phil Coutinho? And I guess maybe you kind of have to factor in you know, although you didn't leave in a very nice way, what his transfer fee when he left facilitated this team? I don't care about stuff like that. He's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to mess your mind. Uh, Daniel Sturridge or Phil Coutinho? Uh, Coutinho was obviously more important, but Sturridge, I mean... He went through so much with him. I'm going to go with Sturridge because that, that's what he wants. He wants gratitude of something he'll never hear. So I'll go Sturridge because Coutinho snake does, albeit led to the success. Thank, thank you, Phil, but you're a prick. But you can come back, but you're a prick for doing that. <laughs> okay, then. Daniel Sturridge or Virgil van Dijk? That, like, we all, everyone knew Virgil was winning this, but. Yeah, I'll go. You can have second storage. You're not listening, but yeah, it's got to be Virgil. That that bloke, he's not single-handedly, but he was the biggest chess. He was the biggest chess piece that's turned us from top four mad team into elite everything team, hasn't he? He, he was the he was the first of the big pieces. You could probably add Allison and Fabinho in there as well, but Van Dyke was the first. Um, yeah. First piece to kit to come in, I think. So it's got to be Van Dyke, a, a huge, a huge price for him, and I imagine nobody would complain if we paid double that. True, but we're not done there though. Oh, I've got one left. I've oh. got an ace up my sleeve here, a, a real curveball for you. So, Virgil Van Dyke, or wait for it, Stephen Corker on loan. Oh. Oh, you sneaky man. <laughs> oh, it's got to be Colker. That's funny. That's, 
Yes. Hundred percent. Playing at the front. <laughs> Get on. No, that is so fu- that is so funny, it's gotta be Kolka. I know he went through some- <laughs> oh. I wonder where he is now. I know he's gone through some stuff, but I hope he's got his career back on track. But yeah, it's, that was funny. Yeah, yeah, what a signing he was. <laughs> what a signing. Right, so that just leaves us with our prediction game, uh, Guy, our Premier League prediction match um, match thingy game, whatever. Okay, the end of last month, uh, you run 19 points and I was on 18. So we had Everton, you went for 3-1, I went for 2-1, it was of course 5-2. <laughs> um, we caught a point each. We, we underestimated <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we did. Like um, Bournemouth, you went for 2-1, I went for 3-2, it was 3-0, so we got a point each on that one. Uh, Watford game, you went for 1-0, I went for 2-0, oh. and it was 2-0, so I get the three, you get one. We scored in the last minute as well, god damn it. Oh, you know, just well, it was meant to be. Uh, Leicester, you went for 3-1, I went for a 1-1 draw. Obviously, it finished mm. 4-0, so you get one point, I get zero. Then Wolves, you went for 2-2, I went for 2-1, it finished 1-0. Bugger. You get zero, I get one, which means... Drum roll. Oh dear. You're on 23 points. And I'm on 24. Oh no. I'm winning. I'm bottling it. I'm actually winning. (laughs) I'm bottling this. I'm winning. That's it now. Um, I'll probably end up the season somehow on 22 points. (laughs) (laughs) But I was winning at one point, so I'm happy with that. Anyway. Okay, coming up, we've got five Premier League games in January. So we're going to start things off on the 2nd of Jan at home to Sheffield United. Um, how do you see this one? Um, tough game. Um, would be the biggest story in the Premier League, I reckon, if we weren't doing what we're doing. Um, it's at Anfield, isn't it? I think I'll go 2-0 us. Right, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Ooh, ooh. I'm going to go one nil. I do think it's going to be very, very, very tough. If you just copy me for the rest of the season, Andy, you win. You know oh, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> it's all it's all down to this <laughs> one. It's all it's all down to the Sheffield game now. <laughs> um, we've obviously we've got the the Merseyside derby in the the FA Cup to come after that, but then back into the league on the 11th, we're away at Spurs, and this is away at Mourinho Spurs, so. Mm. And you know how much he loves to stop us winning. If it was just Tottenham, I think we'd win comfortably, but Mourinho hates us. Oh, um... Ah, screw it. Tottenham are awful. 3-1 Liverpool. Ooh. I'm going to say a 1-1 draw. I'm going to say a draw. Okay. The following weekend... We are at home to Man United. How mm. do you see this one? We they they suit playing against us because they don't have attackers; they just have fast people. Um, two one Liverpool. I'm going for two nil. Just because, yeah, it, we have a bit of a hoodoo thing about playing them at their place, but not ours. So. Right, then, then, we've got a toughie, away to mm. Wolves. 
not looking forward to this one, especially after the context of all that hullabalah. And they'll have their first mm. team playing this time. Two all. That's a fair shout. I'm going to go... I'm going to copy it. I'm going to go 2-2 as well, actually. I think that's that's a good shout. I'll go for a 2-2. Um, and then to round the month off, we're away to West Ham on the 29th. Excuse me, Andy. So, uh, David Moyes is West Ham. Oh, yeah. I, I would have potentially been a little bit... Um, well, not nervous, but um, hmm, ponderous about how it might go away to West Ham. But it's David Moyes, West Ham. So. <laughs> uh, 3-0. <laughs> it is a different proposition now. I'm going to go, I'll say 2-1. So, an interesting month ahead. Very interesting month ahead. Hmm. Um, yeah, we're getting close to that point, aren't we, where we have to start asking questions, you know. Is it going to happen? All right. Most importantly, Andy, how many goals do you think Origi will score against Everton? <laughs> well, do we see Minamino against Everton? Oh, God, yeah, he's, uh, he's scoring. He's scoring the winner. He's scoring the winner. Origi's getting the opener and Minamino scoring the winner. How's, how's about that? Yeah. If you win that, you could. If, if that happens, Andy, you can have three points. How about, how about that? <laughs> I'll t- I'll take that. I'll take anything. Even I'll take dodgy VAR decisions a lot, and I'll take anything. <laughs> but there we have it, guy. Another month done. A year, a year, a whole calendar year done. A decade done. I mean, it's. Um, I know we've mentioned it. It has been an incredible year, though, hasn't it? Oh, it has. It, I, I mean, this. We were we were good in 2018, but 2019. I mean. It's pretty. It's neat. It, it's the closest thing in football you'll get to perfection, really. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we can top it in twenty twenty with obviously the cup we want, but still not favourite spot. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think yeah. I think it puts it more into context when you think about it as a decade. Yeah. You know where we were yeah, at the start absolutely. of the decade, the whole thing with the ownership. You know, the stuff going on behind the scenes. You know, we had Roy Hodgson take charge Whoa. of the team in twenty ten. You know. It, everything was just a mess, wasn't it? The club, though, uh, internally was a mess on the pitch. It wasn't good. You know, we, we've come a hell of a long way this decade. It, it's it's literally polar opposites how how it could have gone. Um, yeah, it, it it literally couldn't be any more different. It it just really is. It really isn't. From F, FS Hicks and Gillette to FSG. I mean, what what do you think is a bigger difference, Hicks and Gillette to FSG or Hodgson to Klopp? <laughs> oh dear! Uh, oh God! That's because you don't get one without the other. That's the thing, I suppose. Mm. You know, it, it's it's having the right owners. Although obviously there's the club, the history, the fans, and everything like that that attracts Klopp. I think having the right people in charge is important to him. So I guess without having them here, he isn't here. Uh, but without him, we, we're definitely not where we are. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's it's a it's just a great time, isn't it? That we've come such a distance, and and it's really accelerated over the past few years. It's, uh, and and of course, not forgetting the biggest bonus of it all is the fume. 
Absolutely. We are unbearable. 100%. 100%. We should, <laughs> we should have that as like a sponsor. Someone needs to make a brand unbearable. Sponsor us. <laughs> anyway, guys, look. <clears throat> thank you so much for listening. Um, a happy new year to everybody out there listening. Uh, thank you. Thank you for any part you've played in the show. We do appreciate it. And uh, we hope you continue to listen into 2020, where hopefully we will get to to lift a few more trophies, which would be very, very nice. So, um, yeah, 20, 2019 was fantastic. We got a six star on our shirt. That is That was magnificent. We're champions of the world. But 2020, we could move on to 19. Uh, and that will be very, very special indeed. So 19 and 7 could be the numbers for 20, for 2020. And, and that will make it really, really complete. So again, from Guy and myself, thank you to each and every one of you out there for listening. But until next month from myself and Guy here at the Res Review on Anfield Index, it's bye bye now. Network.